Everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. The problem nowadays is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're going to claw, you're going to scratch, you're going to bite, you're going to dig, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two seals, one mission. The Overcome and Conquer Show. And welcome back to the Overcome and Conquer Show. It is another incredible episode. Producer Ryan, did you tell me we are creeping up on numero uh, 50? 50. Yeah. <laughs> like that's half a century. Where are you going to go? Just, numero uh, what? You had I, nothing. I was <laughs> trying to go with the Spanish version, but that wasn't going to happen. I, th- I think it's Cinquenta. I yeah. think that's 50. Yeah, too late. Yeah. You lost so, it. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty amazing. 50 episodes. Over 100,000 listens. Over 100,000 listens. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. and looks. And looks in the mirror yeah. for Mr. Cash. Thank you. Yeah. So, I don't have my mirror hooked up today. Uh, except the reality got- is it's not 100,000 looks in the mirror. It's like 100 million. And I'm going to give everybody, I'm, if they can't talk right now, and I've told them that, but I'm actually pissed off about this episode because because someone might be running toe to toe with me on beauty on this. You've one. got envy. Wait, wait. I <laughs> oh, thought it had to do with envy. No, no. Because she it had to do with envy over things well, that you did not receive that I received. Well, we'll talk about that later. But I, this is a close one here because we've had some pretty people on here. But you know, I've got the makeup on and all that. I had to put the makeup on and the mascara, everything. I'm ready for her. I we're going toe to toe today. I am. Be- we're going to take a a, a a poll or a toll, a poll. Toll, I don't know, and see who's better looking. Listen, did to you just say poll? I don't fucking know. Jesus, what I, is where's this show going? I'm out of my element. Somebody's prettier than me. I don't know what to do. She's a winner. Mm-hmm. I personally thought, and he's that cool too. All my plastic. Yeah, he, I, I thought all my plastic surgery made me stunningly beautiful. Jesus, look, you know what? Let's get into it. I'm stunning, so stun- yeah, let's hey, go, let's stun- go, let's stunningly breathtaking. Stunning. Yeah, <laughs> breathtaking. What's okay. Good? All right, so uh, do we have anything? You know, we have a big event coming up at the end of the month here I, shortly. I know. I'm actually pretty excited, you know, because you and I did the Murph together. We got a ton of views from that, a ton. Yeah. Carried you just like I did fuck butts. So, <laughs> dude, well, I got to tell you, I mean, climbing on your back, do you know how hard it is to ride someone while they're doing pull-ups and I want to get. I mean, I was tired from hanging onto your neck. For the event, this is what I want to do before. I know we haven't introduced you guys yet, but I'm going to have some fun. I actually want to get my rig, and then I want to hook like one of those fucking- Like ba- a baby Bjorn. The baby things, and I want to put Jason in the front when I'm doing everything, so yeah. he's just like hanging. <laughs> dude, that would be dope. That would be entertaining. And I'll just salute you the whole time while we're doing <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's talk about- All right, let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. So, uh, guys, we have some amazing guests, yeah. incredible individuals, two amazing patriots. Uh, both of them served our great country. One of them, obviously, uh, you may notice from the banter, is a teammate. He is a uh, former Navy SEAL, more than 20 years of operational Mm. instructional experience in special operations, 13 years on active duty within the SEAL teams, combat deployments, and then uh, continued to give back as a SEAL instructor, served with multiple SEAL teams, uh, combat deployments, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Kosovo. Not only is he an amazing SEAL, 
He is stunningly good looking. And uh, I mean, I would love to see, wait a minute. Where am I going with this? Going? I'm sorry. Hang on. I got off track there. I mean, He's got me on the beard it's, it's game. The beard. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's the beard. I got sucked into It's the power of the beard. I'll get it. Get you every time. But actually, you know what? Beyond his <laughs> devastating good looks, he actually has quite the business mind. Mm-hmm. And he created an amazing company. Some of you might have heard of it. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, may have something to do with the, you know, what's going on. Unless you live under a rock. (laughs) But, uh, he, he created an amazing military patriotic inspired apparel, a company known as Forge. And uh, go to Forge.com, an incredible company that he has created to honor teammate and close friend, sustains catastrophic injuries. And Mike came back and decided they were going to create a tribute shirt. This is where it all started to honor their wounded brother and to raise funds to help with his recovery. And that is how Forge came to be. Since that day, Forge has given back to not only the SEAL community, the military community, the community, the, the law enforcement community, the first responder community. They have done amazing, raising millions of dollars for first responders, for the SEAL mm-hmm. community. They helped uh, raise uh, more than a million dollars for the wife and family of uh, Chris Kyle yep. when all that shenanigans happened. Yeah, can be started. They have raised almost $100,000 for the San Diego Police Officers uh, Foundation for the family of Jonathan de Guzman, a San Diego police officer who was fatally shot in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forge has partnered with uh, another devastatingly uh, good looking individual by the name of, uh, as a matter of fact, I think we have an episode where you talk about wanting to have sexual relations with this individual. You're talking about Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Shut up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We have that on audio. We have that. Producer Ryan, confirm this for me. Yeah, it but is, I didn't know where we were going because I was like, I have never said that about the As person he's sitting beside. When like, we are down in Florida, I'm going to bring this up to Chris Pratt <laughs> that you talked about having sexual relations with him. Look, this but, is what I said. I, I, it was something about sucking his mule. I yes, just said, that is exactly I'm what you said. I'm a fan and I would suck his mule. That's yeah. all I said. Yeah. And I love women. So I will bring that up. Like, what? I will bring that up. So anyways, oh. this is the longest intro I have ever done. We still got another one intro. I know, I know. So uh, so I want to start off with the original creator of Forged, Mr. Mike Sowers. He is in the house today. We are honored to have him with us. And there's a lot of other things that they have done. Uh, obviously, the Murph Challenge uh, and the Lieutenant and raising over a million dollars for Lieutenant Michael Murphy Memorial Scholarship Foundation. So we're going to talk about all of that today. But with him, mm. definitely uh, Ray coined it Beauty and the Beast. So Ooh. so we've introduced the Beast, and now we have the, beast. the Beauty, the Beauty. So uh, Samantha Bonilla, Michael's girlfriend of four years, served. Uh, with the United States Marine Corps, 2009 to 2013. So she also is an amazing patriot. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has gone out there. She's been willing to sacrifice for her country. And she came back, got her degree, and now is continuing to, she's pursuing a degree in uh, Homeland Security. But bigger than that, bigger than that, she has become one of the critical features of Forge, getting out there, helping Mm -hmm. with the marketing, raising awareness, 
and, and truly pushing them to the forefront. Uh, not only that, she is devastatingly gorgeous. Mm. <laughs> devastatingly. So, no, Ray, you don't I even know, hold a candle, dude. <laughs> I lost Not even one. a candle. I got outbearded and outbeauty today. I am pissed. <laughs> dude, you're like a like a burnt out match that got rained on when you're next to <laughs> Fuck you. So, <laughs> fuck you. Oh, my God. So, Sam is a professional model, mm-hmm. social media influencer. Ooh. She's worked for a ton of incredible companies. 5.11, Black Rifle Coffee, Aqua One Gators, and the list goes on and on. So, Sam, it is our great honor. Both Mikey Sowers and Sam Bonilla, welcome to the Overcome and Conquer show. Thank you, Man, Thank you thanks so for having much. us, guys. We're excited to be on here. Appreciate it. Dude, so, I think that's the longest intro. That is the longest intro. Like, that, that was a 10 minute like, intro. Tired. So I'm going to start off before we get to Forge. I have to ask a question, and I've wanted to ask this forever. And I think because you're like, you're, you give hope to people, Mike, because I'm not going to lie to you. You're like me. So I'm going to tell you, you're short, okay? You're you're decent looking at best, like me, decent looking, okay? No, seriously. And Kind of ugly to boot. Yeah, okay. And Sam is beautiful. I mean- You're good looking in an ugly Trisha, kind of way. My wife, Trish, is beautiful. Eric is beautiful. But the question I have is- Two, it's a two part. One, how the fuck did you two meet? And two, how the hell did you land her? I mean, seriously, <laughs> Sam, you could be with me. You could be with Jay and you're with Mike. No, seriously. How did you guys meet? Tell us how you settled. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, good question. Um, we just, we met through mutual friends. Um, I had moved out to LA a few years ago and, you know, through our, my military contacts, his military contacts, we crossed paths and kind of took off from there. He said, Hey, you want to come down to San Diego? Let me take you on Mikey's dive bar tour. I was like, Ooh. sure. So that was our first date. He, Classy. He got me super drunk and <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Oh, is that, is that the code lingo? Can do I what you do can, you want to come you on Mikey's dive bar tour? <laughs> Mikey's it. dive bar tour. It's an amazing trip. Let me tell you. It I is. bet. I bet. And, and she's been chasing you ever since. Obviously, you wooed her right in. So she was, you know. she was stalking me for a while. She was very persistent, and then I finally gave in. Seriously, <laughs> if I was a young aspiring team guy, I wanted to be a seal. I would want to be a seal just because I'd be like, "Can I land a girl like that?" Because <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, like when I met Trish, I didn't have a shot in the world, and I was like, "I'm a Navy seal," and she said, "Yeah, you still don't have a shot." But my persistence. I mean, dude, I wore her out. Finally, she was just like, take it. I give up. I mean, I was, it was borderline stalking and fucking, uh, uh, restrict, what is it? Restraining order. I thought it still was. <laughs> I mean, she order. tells me now that, you know, she's like, yeah, all right. It's the law. Well, listen, we got a lot of ground to cover today, so let's get into it. So Jay, let's start with the word of the day. I think it's time. Yeah. So we always start the uh, show with our word of the day and the word of the day is what encapsulates our guests. Uh, you know, if we could summarize who you are in one word and we always reach out ahead of time, we ask mm-hmm. what that yep. word is and uh, it really drives the show. We like to come back to it and focus on it with the, as we go through some of our different conversations, we reached out to you guys and it was no big surprise yeah, no shit. that the word of the day, and I will turn it over to Mr. Cash Care because what we like to do is we like to... Um, we like to give the Webster's definition Mm -hmm. of this word, and then we kick it back over to our guests and let them tell us what that word means to them, why it signifies who they are. So, uh, so so Captain Care. Yes, sir. So when we reached out, it was a no brainer. We said, Hey guys, 
what's the word of day? And they obviously immediately respond with forged. So what I'm going to do, guys, I'm just going to, I'm going to refer to you guys as guys is, uh, which you know what I mean by that is here is the Webster's dictionary of it. It's to form by heating and hammering, beat into shape, to form or make especially by concentrated effort. Now, I like that, but I think forge, the meaning that you have goes a little more involved and a little more in depth of that. So can either one of you guys elaborate on, you know, probably one of the coolest brands out there and why you named it forge and what it means to you? You got this. Well, first, I I like to twist that definition up a little bit. Yeah. And when you say it, you know, you got to say it with your, you know, late night DJ voice. All right. So so when you come in, I'd like your Webster definition, but the definition I like to go with is forge to form by heating and hammering Mm. beat into shape. Now, if you can't relay that into special operations and how facing adversity at buds, if you think about it, anything in life that's great is forged. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you said, to form with great concentration. You could form a piece of Play-Doh, a piece of mud, but when you say like America was forged, you know, you're forged in combat. Anything important that was formed was actually forged. Now, if you say, you know, to form, by heating and hammering, beat into shape with great concentration. That's, when you put that all encompassing, that just reminds you, you know, when a guy shows up at Bud's, you don't know anything. You're just this guy off the street. And as you are put through the fire, you know, I got the name for Forge just off of my Hell Week t-shirt. This is the hardest steel is forged in the hottest fires. And that's really what inspired me into the name Forged. I like that. Nice. I love it, man. And it is true. I mean, it is true. Everything in life. I mean, um, yeah, it's the, uh, uh, I love the term, the forge, forging, reforging, all Mm -hmm. these different definitions of how we get stronger in life. Tell me how that led though. What, what led you to decide Mm. I want to create a t-shirt company? I mean, what led you to decide to, to go down this road? Uh, you know, here you are coming off combat deployments. Obviously you've seen, you know, you've seen some uh, traumatic things in your life. What made you decide this is how I want to give back or mm. this is how this is going to grow? And was it was when you first started? Let me let me get a little more elaborate. When you first started, did you already have a vision that, hey, I'm going to create this apparel mm. line to honor military and first responders out there? Or did it just start as a tribute that then it started to pick up momentum and it grew from there? Yeah, I really didn't have a a plan to start an apparel brand. It just sort of was a hobby that grew into a company. Um, On my last deployment in Ramadi, Iraq, we were there in in 06, 07. We relieved uh, Team 3 over there, which is Task Unit Bruiser with Jocko and um, Mikey Monsoor and and a lot of the other guys over there, Ryan, Joe, Mark Lee. Shark base, baby. So you Shark were, base, so yeah. Mike, Shark, you were Shark there. Gregador. So you were there in the fall of 06 into 07. Yes. So we, we yep. just crossed paths. So I got there in the spring of 07, not in Ramadi. I was out of Fallujah, but we were operating all okay. out of Ambar. So we were, we were, we were stomping the same dirt. Yep. T- same time frame. Yeah. And uh, when, when we, we're done with that deployment. Obviously, uh, in, you know, we, we took some casualties over there as well. And when we were returning stateside, a couple of us got together and uh, we wanted to make a tribute T-shirt for one of our buddies who was uh, injured pretty badly. And we wanted to help with his recovery efforts. So I was 
kind of one of those guys in the platoon. You know, you always have T-shirts and hats made up for every platoon. You get some patches done. I wouldn't say I was an expert by any means in making apparel. I was just one of the guys who had actually facilitated the process for the platoon. Mm -hmm. So a couple of us got together and we're like, hey, let's just make a design for a shirt. You know, we'll go ahead and sell it. We'll raise some funds. So we got together, started selling them around the team. And it was pretty successful. The shirt was. We raised some funds. And at that time, I thought, wow, that's just all it's going to be. But some of the guys around the team kept asking, hey, man, why don't you make another shirt? We really like these shirts. Make another one. So then uh, me and uh, another SEAL buddy of mine who had a little bit of experience in graphic design got together, started, we just put out another shirt, started, you know, getting some steam. Guys started buying the shirts. We are just selling them out of our trunk of the car at the team. And it, you know, it just really grew from there. It's just really a grassroots Oof. thing, really with the core of the SEAL team. And, and, you know, I would think it was around Christmas time of that year. It was, that was in, uh, that was in 07. It was right around Christmas time. We started just, it started taking off. And I was just like, you know what? I'm either going to, it got to the point where it was too much to, I, I either had to keep doing Forged, really go after it, you know, or I was just going to have to put it on the back burner and wait till I retire. So at that point, I just said, you know what? I said, I'll give it two years. You know, I'll get out. I'll give it two years. If I can't make it work, I'll come crying back to the quarter deck, beating on the door, let me back in. I'm sorry. I'll come back. I'll do anything. You know, so I said, I'll give it two years. And, you know, after I left, just worked really hard and it took off and I have no regrets. Little fun fact. Did you know that you and Oakley have a lot in common? I actually did some homework. I know you used to sell out of your your trunk. Oakley used to sell out of their trunk at motocross tracks. And now look at you guys now. So my point is, is I'm going to go buy something with a trunk because I only have a pickup truck and I'm going to start trying to sell my <laughs> shit out of it. Doesn't matter what it, it doesn't matter what the fuck I'm selling. I just, Hey, it works. Um, I do have a question I want to, and this is actually from producer Ryan. So, um, outstanding question. And it's an producer outstanding Ryan. question. And I wanted, if you do, what was your first shirt that you ever made? It, was it strictly, was it like only a platoon oriented shirt? Oh God, was it the one? Uh, well, <laughs> do you still have it? Because I would buy that. I want the OG. Well, well, there's, there's a little, you know. This is one of my favorite stories. Well, yeah, it, it's probably not one that you want to give your kids. Yeah, just, just like any <laughs> team guy venture, you know what I mean? Most team guy ventures, like everybody's going to want this, and it's usually something that you, you know, it, it's probably not everybody's going to want. It. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe every team bring guy. Bring it, Mike. It. Bring it, Mikey. Bring it. Sell them. So, so the first one, basically, uh, well, well, this was just for the whole story. When we first started, the, the name of the company was Knox, K-N-O-X. That was just for like the first four months till we got a cease and desist letter. <laughs> There's another company called K-N-O-X-X, you know, and it was like, oh my God, the end of the world, what are we going to do? Well, that's when we came up with the name Forge. I saw my Hell Week shirt and everything. But so the first shirt we ever made that was actually for a company was it had kind of like these stick figures, kind of like, you know, the bathroom figures, the men and the women. Yeah, and yeah. And it said, drink, fight, fuck. And it had like a stick figure. You know, one guy was drinking. I would buy that. That's I, so I, right there. I, I have a couple of them left somewhere. They may be in my storage you unit. <laughs> the originals. So Dude, frame that. I, I think it's a great lesson learned, though, for, you know, especially budding entrepreneurs, you know, stories of, of failures or ideas that people are like, this is a great idea. 
you know, that when it came out with it, me and my business partner at the time, of course, two team guys were like, this is the raddest shirt ever. And yeah, of course, yeah. team guys bought it. I oh, mean, of course. It was like 600 of Fuck, them. Fuck, I want it. I'm 100 years old. <laughs> so, so then we started, you know, talking to a few business mentors that were in the apparel industry. And they were like, listen, guys, if you ever really want to get in any mainstream stores, this probably isn't the shirt you want to pitch to them. I'm just <laughs> going to say, like, Walmart's not going to take this. Probably not even Nordstrom. <laughs> you yeah. know, even your tactical companies hot might topic. be a little iffy. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say, hot topic. So. Oh, Which I guess time really changed now because, you know, you do see, like, words like fuck. Yeah, I'm sure it's all the shit out of that. Bring yeah. <laughs> So, Mike, you know, going on that same path, talking about the teams, I mean, you spent a lot of time in the teams, and now, dude, you have been an instructor out at Bud. So, I, two questions here, and uh, what do you miss most about being away? Although you still get a flavor of the teams being an instructor, because you're, uh, you're around, obviously, other team guys who are instructors. Uh, and then what is your funniest or most memorable moment when you look back on your time in the teams? Well, I'd say definitely the thing you miss most is the camaraderie. It's, it, especially since I got that feeling when I left active duty and there was no civilian instructors at that time. So when I left active duty, it was like I left and then all of a sudden I get this phone call and it, you know, it's a buddy of mine that tells me that they're starting up this billet and they're going to start hiring civilians to work at Bud's. So for me, I was like, okay, so yeah, I'm just going to be like this admin guy or something, you know, in charge of the records in first phase. Like, no, actually, you know, you're going to be an instructor. I think, mean, how am I going to be an instructor if I'm a civilian? They're like, yeah, you just wear a uniform just like the other instructors. You just don't have any rank on it. So for me, I was like, that, that's just kind of like a dream job, right? So you leave the teams. And right away, just like you guys and everybody experiences when you get out, you're ready for that shock. You think you are. But when you wake up in the morning and there's nowhere to go into and you don't have that interaction with all your buddies and you know your fellow team guys, that whole locker room camaraderie, it's just gone. Like, you know, it's a pretty shocking experience. So being able to get back there as a civilian, you know, and working again with the guys and, and, I, and I really enjoy instructing. It's one of those jobs where you really feel like, you know, you, you really are helping forge the next generation of frogmen. So it, it's a very rewarding job. You know, being an entrepreneur can be very lucrative as well. But it's just, there's something about when you're training, especially when you're training guys that you know are going to go to war and, and you're mentoring those guys. It's just a very, very rewarding and satisfactory job. Um, so I, I, I loved when I was a civilian instructor. I, I, I loved that aspect of it too. You didn't get to deploy and you know go overseas and, and get the whole action part of it, but it still it was enough just to fulfill that that void you had from leaving the teams. So so that was great coming back and doing instructing. I yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I love it. Um, I gotta, it, it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Good. I'll wait till you finish because I'm I'm going to pivot. So you go ahead. I, I, I have I'm one gonna, question. A follow up ahead. if you don't mind. So, Mike, I do have a question, and I'm sure you'd be intrigued by this also. So I've heard a lot of guys out there across, and, and this isn't just within our community, that, that knock the younger generation, that say this younger generation, they lack grit, they lack resiliency. And there may be some pockets of that, but you obviously are seeing the 
top 1% of our nation show up at training. I mean, what are your thoughts on these young men that are showing up? Mm. Uh, you're working directly with them. I mean, I'd love to know the future of the teams. Well, I, I'll just ask to, for a disclaimer. I, I, I'm no longer working as a civilian instructor. So it has been a few years since since I was actually instructing there as a civilian. So what you're so saying is it's all gone downhill since you <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I don't want to be responsible for anybody in the last couple of years that has gone through. <laughs> but, well, what year did you stop? Yeah, so it, it has been, I believe, straight when we started dating. So 2000. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2016, I believe. That's when I, 15 or 16. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a little while. But I will say that, and, and it's funny because, you know, when I, when I got there, it was like, I, I was already an, uh, it, you know, master training specialist for my time in the teams. So then when I came back, they actually had me be like the master training specialist mentor. So I, I did a lot of like mentoring for the actual instructors as well. So I was kind of like the liaison in between, you know, a, a lot of like where the CO and everybody would bring down, you know, their, their, their rules for how to run training. And I would kind of facilitate that with the instructors as well, just kind of gel everything together because it came to one point where most of the instructor staff beside, you know, the SEAs in there, I had actually put through buds you know, back when I was on active duty. So, so just being able to, and, and it is good when, when you come back and run training and you can tell guys like, Hey, Hey, who do you think remembers hell week more me putting you through hell week or you, when you were going through hell week, you know, everybody thinks their bud, buds class was the hardest buds class, but it's just kind of like when you get new instructors, in, ours was <laughs> when you get new no instructors doubt. in there and you're just, and, and you're trying to mentor these guys and tell them like, Hey man, I remember putting you through buds, you know, seven, eight years ago or whatever it was. It's like, it's the same course we're putting you through right now. Little things have changed. We've tweaked some things, but it's pretty much the same course, you know? And, and after guys have run through a few cycles and sit back and actually just watch how the hell week process works and the phase process works and weeding out phase, it, it is a very good process. So as far as, I think you still get that core product. You do get that core product. You know, there's still the good people are there. You still chip away, but you get that core product of individual. Mm. But what, what one thing I will say is different is, is how the generations communicate and how you communicate with them is definitely different. You know, when, when you guys and, and I went through BUDS, we didn't have very much insight. There were, you didn't get on the internet and go, hey, I wonder what's going to happen here. Yeah. Go look at the discovery video where they actually film the entire Bud's Pipeline every yeah. single day. You can yeah. pretty much watch it. You know, It's like I didn't even know you wore you know, different colored helmets when you went to Bud's. There was no, the only thing I ever saw was like a VHS tape, you know, it was like a half an hour long. Be, be and it was someone, just all training, you know? Be someone like not, special. Yeah. Remember that video? Yeah. Was it? That was be it. someone yeah, special. Be someone special. Yeah. Or, you know, most of it was like some Vietnam stuff, some skinny guy doing hand-to-hand -hand combat on the beach or whatever. But, you know, all of the Bud's training videos were just guys running the old course or swimming or whatever. You know, I remember, you know, driving, you know, getting to the, the gate of buds to go in. I see these guys wearing blue helmets, and I look at my buddy, and I'm like, "Why are these guys wearing camouflage uniforms and blue helmets? That looks pretty <laughs> stupid." He's like, "No, man, you know that you wear different helmets for different phases." So, I, I, I mean, definitely, just the, the way the, the way the kids communicate now, they're just 
they expect, I, I guess when, I, I just remembered if I had failed an evolution and I had to go talk to, you know, got called to the carpet and had to talk to the instructors, I never really thought of blaming the instructors for not preparing me. I, I just felt like, you know what, I didn't prepare myself enough for this, where I feel like now when, when kids were going to boards and, and they, they, they were more trying to figure out how, how you failed them. You know, like I, I'm not a good enough swimmer because you didn't teach me how to swim, mm -hmm. you know, well enough. And to me, that was just a different, you know, rationale and different change in mindset to where when we were in buds, or at least in my perspective, that's how I always felt was if I failed something, uh, the main reason was, was me. It, yeah. it was my fault for not preparing myself and not bettering myself before I got to that situation. If I failed something, it was because Ray didn't carry me better. All right. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, <laughs> listen, guys, we got to take a short break. We've got we've to give some uh, shout outs to the sponsors because they got to keep the lights on. So big shout out to our sponsors at this time. Hey guys, this is Ray from the Overcome and Conquer Show, and we are proud to announce that Icon Meals is our mid-roll sponsor. Icon is an industry leader in cryovac meal technology. What does that mean, guys? You are going to get the freshest meals delivered to you next day service. Another key factor of why I love Icon Meals is they have two menus, guys. They have the signature menu and the custom meal. So if you're like me and you need more protein or less carbs and you're on the go and fitness is your life, you can make a customizable meal. And or if you're just looking for the standard healthy meal choice, you can. So everything is organized for you. So ladies and gentlemen, Icon Icon Meals has taken all the work out of it. All you have to do is put in what you want and they will provide what you need. And it doesn't end there. They also offer popcorn, seasonings, coffee, cookies, crisp bread, and gift cards. So guys, check them out at www.iconmeals.com. And we're back with Mike and Sam of Forged. And you know what? I'm tired of hearing from Mike. I want to shift. He is kind of boring. Oh, I want I want to I want to pivot. He is okay? kind of boring. So <laughs> Little beast back up, beauty step up. So no, um, just wanted I'll be to back touch in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are a wrecking machine, and I think we just got to give credit to to both of you, right? Because I mean, I always say, you know, they always say but behind every great king is a queen, man. Motherfucker, in front of every great king is a queen, a better queen. That's what I've learned. So Sam, I want to touch on you. That didn't sound that right. sounded <laughs> terrible. I want to touch on a few things. That I, I feel really <laughs> awkward. I feel really awkward right now. Mike, I'd be pissed if I no, were you. That's not what I meant. As a matter no, of fact, Ray expected. probably shouldn't come the end of the month. I'm <laughs> just know, saying. Uh, can, can we uh, cut to another break? He's, yeah. awfully, he's awfully handsy. No. Who are these sponsors? Is this sponsored by Joe Biden or something? <laughs> oh, I was awesome. I'm actually yeah. blushing. Is this now. going into a pool story where Ray was underwater feeling the leg? <laughs> no, no, Sam, you have obviously you were a United States Marine. Um, what some people may not know, because I, I follow you, um, is is your dad was a Marine, correct? Correct. Okay, yeah. so what I want to know is, is was that one of the contributing factors of why you joined the Marines? Was it the influence your father had? 100% because of my dad. It's funny because when I was in high school, I was looking at different branches and I'm like, man, I want to go to the military just like you. I want to go Marine Corps. He's like, no, I think you should really do something easier like Air Force. Trust me, that's the route you want to go. And I'm like, nope, doing Marine Corps. Now that I'm out, I'm like, oh, I probably should have gone Air Force. It's, it's <laughs> you know, it would have been a lot easier. They get the better deal for sure. But uh, I loved it. I loved every minute of being Marine. It was awesome. I had a great MOS. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, good. I want. I was going to ask you what's your what was your MOS? 
uh, intelligence analyst. Okay. So I had an awesome job. It was great. I got a TSSCI clearance. Mm. You know, I got to go to the Namitsi in Virginia Beach for six months. So that was a lot of fun. I had a great time in Virginia Beach. I started my career at Namitsi also. So before we shift yeah. to the to modeling and everything, I want to focus on the uh, the military background. So what do you miss most about the Marines? And I always like to hear, like, what's the funniest story you have from the, the Marine Corps? Can you, it's a two part. Can you, oh my gosh. Come so, on. And, and have you ever, have you, have you ever asked Mike to dress? Oh, that you, is a funny, okay. Have you ever asked so, Mike to dress up in a Marine Corps uniform in the bedroom? I'm just wondering. I mean, just. Yeah. You know, those little undies that say property of the Marine Corps. I bought them a pair. So I make them wear those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, the truth. And the truth will set you free. <laughs> we, we have to wake up with the Marine Corps anthem every morning, every morning, every morning from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. 100%. <laughs> no anchors away. No anchors away. All right. But get no, Sam. So, like Mike said, it's the camaraderie for sure. I definitely miss that. There's nothing like it in the Marine Corps. And even once you're out, it doesn't matter what generation you served as a Marine, you just have an instant connection with every Marine. It's like you've known each other your whole lives. So I miss that. I miss um, routine, mm -hmm. definitely routine. You wake up, you're told where to be, what to do every day. You get used to that. And that's something that I just love, you know, is having routine daily. When I don't, it's very hard for me. Mike has to kick my ass back into shape, but um funny story in a nice way, in a in nice way. way yeah <laughs> so mike so why she yeah, why she's thinking that i want to ask mike a question i want you to think i want to i want to put you on the spot out of the two of you all right living together running a business together who's more squared away well i like to say it's just like a seal platoon you need every person no, 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 no. individual <laughs> role and task. I mean, are you going to have a breach or fire up a computer and start pulling up Intel charts? No. All right. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're good at different things. <laughs> I, I'm so, the breacher. She's the Intel. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to like emails and things like that and coordinating events, I'm great at that. When it comes to packing for a hike, let's say, and making sure you have the essentials. I never do. Mike is like, I always tell him like, you're going to make a great wife someday because he always has snacks when I need them. He always has water. water. When we're scuba diving, he always remembers to bring garbage bags for our shit. And I'm like, you are just on it with every extra socks. Like the dude has everything. So okay. I'm like, what are they teaching in the Marine Corps? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, show, we show up for a hike. I got two gallons of water and she's got two gallons of makeup bags and spray and everything in there. The essentials. The essentials. So funniest story. What do you got, Sam? Come on, give it to us. So when I was in, he just reminded me of this <laughs> one. Obviously tons of boot camp stories are amazing. But when I went to Virginia Beach, and I was a little PFC at the Namitsi. Obviously, the SEALs were there, too. And our commanders told us, if you see guys who are fucked up, not wearing their fucking covers outside or anything, don't correct them. Leave them alone. Those are the SEALs. And I'm like, who the fuck are the SEALs? Like, who are these guys that can't be corrected? They get to walk around without their covers, and then we just, hey, leave them alone. I'm like, what? So I think that was pretty okay. Good. I like <laughs> that. So that's, that's, that is so true. That is so true with us back then. Well, well, Sam, you, you mentioned the big bags of makeup as you go out on these trips. And what I want to know, I, I, I want to hear a little bit about the, uh, I want to hear a little bit about the, the modeling industry. 
is it as glamorous as I envision? Because what I see is like women hanging out in lingerie mm. with pillow <laughs> fights. And, and 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 it's just, you know, for me, it's kind of what I imagine heaven is like. That's just- you know, Mike has been, he could probably answer this better than I can. He has been on every shoot with me and it Smart gets gnarly terrible. sometimes. It's terrible, you know. <laughs> tough, no, tough, duty. It. tough duty. <laughs> he loves the calendar shoots where we got all 12 girls out there. But it, gets, it becomes a shit show sometimes. It gets gnarly. There was, an, uh, there was a time that we were going back and forth on Instagram because you kept wearing like these, these, I guess I'll call them outfits. I mean, you look great in them. And so the girls and I kept, I kept messing with you saying that you were stealing my outfits, my bikinis and all this That's shit. Right. That's how we started going back and forth. That's right. And you had to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Luckily, hopefully <laughs> Mike vouched for me, but yeah, that's what I love. It's, it's not, everything's not as glamorous as it seems. Right. Because I mean, I've got some friends no. that, that model, I mean, it's gotta be like, is it, is it perfect all the time or is it like hot no. as balls and percent not perfect. I mean, the one photo shoot we did with the razor. So it was for a calendar <laughs> and they wanted this razor jumping over me. Saw that. Right. You saw that. Yeah. So we got, thank God one shot. But as soon as the razor goes over, tumbles, tilts, throws the guy out. Like <laughs> we fucked that razor up. And thank God we got the shot. Thank God I wasn't in it, yeah. though. Now, do you ha- have you ever got into it with any of the girls? Like, you know, that... Do you, you know <laughs> no. what I mean? I mean, because like... Cat, cat fights. Cat fights. Two Instagram models together in one room. Yeah, you got uh, 12 you, Instagram you models. You can't get out of that room no. without it. <laughs> impossible. You know, there's street talk. I'm not hey, going to hey, lie. It's worse, than a, it's worse than a platoon of seals? Seriously? Well, this is what I've heard, Sam. And I, like I said, this is just... I'm hearing this straight... This is hood talk I've heard. But I have heard, do not fuck with Sam. Cause she will fuck you. I've heard this. I don't know. I'm not going to give my sources out, but I was told not that you're like a diva or anything, but if like shit's no. not running, you will crack the whip. Is that true? That's funny. No, I think, yeah, I think that is true. I just like things to run smoothly. I do. Again, it's routine. I like things to be scheduled, gotcha. planned. Oh, I have to a- say as a producer, you're the first one to actually email me back with all the, all the Squared information away. I needed. Yeah. And within you know, half an hour, it was great. He was super I happy died. about yeah, this because oftentimes we got to hunt people down. Yep. It's amazing yeah, what gets sure. people going. Like that gets the, you responding quickly to Ryan and being organized gets him hot. Like when other people, <laughs> yeah. they want to see you and Mike doing a photo shoot. That doesn't, that doesn't phase Ryan. He wants <laughs> yeah. the facts and the details. Yeah. No, but it's funny. It's not just even the photo shoots. The biggest thing is when we do our little adventures of Mikey and Sambo, when we put together videos from our trips and it looks so glamorous and so much fun and, oh my God, you guys love each other so much. And we're like, you don't see the behind the scenes shit of what it took to get all the scuba gear on. We're fighting with each other, you know, we're in fucking, what are the nine, the thick ass, yeah, seven, (laughs) you know, arguing with each other. Why are you guys you diving anywhere that you got to wear seven, seven millimeter? Like never, dude, never. Like uh, I don't. She no. she hates it, dude. She won't it. even put the wetsuit back on. Why are you going so places hard, where you got to wear thick rubber, man? I dive in the Caribbean, bro. Well, that's yeah. yeah I, that's what I want people to know is that's what I love. See, you, you're being honest. It's not all glam and because you guys no. look like. So here's the question. You guys are like a normal couple. Do you and just say yes or no? Give me a thumbs up. Do you guys ever fight? What, what do you mean, yeah. right before this? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you guys bicker, you disagree. No, one hundred percent. Especially yeah. when you work together. Exactly. We work together. You know, day in and day out, it's never ending. 
because people have this perception because like, you know, Instagram and all the stuff that you, you see this perfect fairy tale world. Like people see that with me and Trish. I mean, Trish wants to write a book and literally she wants to entitle it living with this asshole. Seriously. I mean, but the truth about it's going to be a bestseller. So but that that's what I think is key is that you guys are so brutally honest. And, you know, I mean, yeah. it's the imperfections that make you guys perfect for each other is what I like about that. You know what I mean? There's there's no such thing as perfection. There's only progression, um, you know, and moving that needle. It, we we push each other and challenge each other a lot yeah. to our full extent. And I think that is one of the reasons we also get along so well is because we do challenge each other and we've been through very difficult situations that now we are able to work together as a team where when we are on vacation, we see these other couples who it's their fucking honeymoon or they just got married. They've maybe been on two trips together. They're fumbling in the kayak, falling over, <laughs> screaming at each other and we're just like, laughing our asses off. What the you know? fuck? You already are married, and this is like the first vacation you've yeah, been on. Are yeah. you never been crazy? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you gotta test the waters a little more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I it's took like, I took Trish down to Mexico to see that. You know, for like a seven day trip when we were dating, and just you know, you 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 gotta take that for a te- I, I don't want to say got, test. You gotta apply some pressure. Yeah, you gotta figure oh, shit out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like I, you know, I, I, you know, we all know team guys, especially young team guys. They get in a platoon. You know, eighteen years old, and you're like. All right, let me see. You're about to deploy in a month. You want to get married to your high school sweetheart or some girl you just met at JB's, you know, like three weeks ago. It's like trying out the best idea. You know, just make sure you know this girl first. You know, get through one deployment. (laughs) And what do dudes do? Ah, they don't listen to you. They get married. They're divorced by the time they get back. That's the reason we have the highest divorce rate in the entire military. (laughs) (laughs) Or we meet somebody... We meet somebody on deployment and we're like, she's the love of my life. <laughs> Dude, no, no. She listens it. to all my bullshit. Yeah. Every time I whine about everything going on, it's just great. Oh my God. All right. Well, let's talk about, let's, let's make a shift. And, uh, you know, the passion that you guys have brought, obviously to your relationship, you also have brought it to many of the ways that Forge gives back. And I tell you, one of the most amazing things that you guys have gotten behind is the Murph Challenge. And it has been absolutely incredible to watch the growth of this. Um, I won't lie, the very first full Murph I did was this year. Like, it's taken me a little while to get myself back in shape after being all shot up. And uh, and and I tell you what, it was awesome to do it with Ray mm. and just to feel good and do the full thing. And then for you guys to invite us and we'll talk about the event, but for you guys to invite us to come down for this, I'm just so floored and honored. Uh, but it is an amazing thing. Um, it, it means a lot to me. Um, you know, that that I didn't know Mike Murphy personally. Uh, you know, but I was part of that troop, uh, you know, the, the guys in the helicopter echo platoon that got shot down and we were actually in Germany when, uh, when Marcus got recovered and, and, uh, Murph and Danny Dietz had been recovered. So when they flew back, we actually were up there and, uh, I, I saw those guys on the plane as they were making their journey back home. So it means a lot to me to be involved in this, but tell us about the Murph. Tell us how you guys Mm. got involved in this and how it's grown into what it is. And, uh, and then we're going to talk about some uh, big stuff coming up. Yeah. Bring it, lay it out, give it to us. First, thank you guys for attending the event. That's going to be awesome. We appreciate it. And just like you're, so- you're saying, Jay, it's, it, it, it is a grueling and tough workout. 
And there's just something about when you have, even if it's just one other team guy there doing it with you, or even just one other veteran, one other guy who's wore the camouflage or girl that's worn the camouflage and is sitting there sweating with you and, you know, going through that adversity. It, it for some reason, it just makes you rise to the occasion. And it really it, is more than just a workout when we say that, you know, it yes, is a tradition. It's, it's definitely for sure. Uh, the, the whole thing really came to a culmination. It was uh, back in 2012, uh, the foundation, the Michael P. Murphy Memorial Scholarship Foundation, which was founded by his family, um, his, his dad, Dan, and one of the other associates that works for the company had contacted us, and they had run a, uh, a fitness fundraiser with the workout Murph, the CrossFit Hero Wide Murph. They had done one the year before. And obviously, they're a very new foundation. They weren't involved in apparel or anything. And you know how arduous both of you guys know, (laughs) you know, getting a company off the ground or a foundation, and then you want to branch out, oh, I'll make some hats and t-shirts. That seems easy, right? And then all of a sudden, you get a bunch of orders, you're trying to ship packages out. So they, they had really maxed out where they were at that time. So they approached us and said, hey, what do you guys, you know, think about helping us out? Um, We wanted, you know, get some kind of fitness fundraiser around a Murph workout. And at that time they were, they were calling it Memorial day Murph, but there was some trademark issues going on with that. And somebody else had owned a website. So when they came to us, we all put our heads together and brainstormed. And that's when we came up with the collaboration of the Murph challenge. And we launched the Murph challenge actually under that namesake in 2014. And, and it just, it's just an amazing thing to be able to work directly with Michael's family. Dan Murphy it, is absolutely incredible. Yeah, he, he is. He's day an awesome in and dude. Day out. He, I mean, with this foundation and the museum, he's just an incredibly hard worker trying to get Mike's story out there, keep his legacy alive. So working with him, I mean, obviously I didn't know Murph, but I feel like I do just through Dan Murphy and the stories he shares. He's an incredible person. Um, and, and it, I mean, honestly, the the money, you know, raising, you know, millions of dollars for, for families and for foundations and be able to, to help veterans and, and SEALs and their families, that is all great. But I, I mean, I think you know, the most rewarding thing, I, I think all of us were always afraid that if we die, everybody's just going to forget about us. You know, in, in, in the end, you just want everything you did, every choice you made in your life to, to be worthwhile. And being able to, to keep Merce's legacy alive and keep all of our fallen brothers who, who died in Operation Red Wing right. and all of our SEAL brothers throughout the year and veterans in general, just keeping those legacies alive and their memory alive. And that is the most rewarding thing to it us. Really is, yeah. and, and it's just something about it that just it. It, it's when you're doing that workout, it is grueling. You know, every time I do it, my hands get ripped up and you start feeling that pain. It's just like buds, that first day of buds. I mean, everybody that says like, oh, I showed up at buds and there was nothing hard. Like they're lying, they're lying. <laughs> every single one of us that first day when we got there and they start beating our ass, we were like, oh, I thought I was prepared, but this yeah. is tough. What did I sign like, up I gotta for? I got to do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> and then I looked at Ray and I felt calm. <laughs> and the Smurf. So were you, in a, were you in a Smurf crew, Mike? Was I? In a, I'll just put it to you like this, Ray. When they said form a height line in my buds class, I just went like this. Right? Gotcha. <laughs> yes, we got a fellow Smurf in the house. That was a rhetorical question. Yeah, but on a serious note, you know, we did a live a few weeks ago right, with the three yeah. of us, um, yeah. and 
I, I, I voiced my opinion because people always ask me, because, you know, I like to PT a lot. I do my 1,020 challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready for you guys. And people always ask me the same fucking question, and it annoys me. Um, and I've told you it annoys me because I'm not a professional athlete. What's your time? What's your best time? What's your best time? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I've never, I used to run the Murph with the UCLA Bruins. And I did it twice in a row. That literally sucked. Jason and I did it this year. I don't think we had a clock on. We roughly know what our time is, but, and, and I asked you, and this is what I want the listeners to hear. And I was like, you know, it's a challenge and I challenge myself and like every step that I take, it hurts. I'm 48 years old, right? I've got busted up bones and broken bones and screws and plates, but every pull up I do is fucking perfect. Even if I have to stop every push up that I do is perfect. Every squat right. that I do, literally Jason and I will call each other out. It's perfect. And you know, when I'm run with, I don't know if it's 20 or 25 pounds or one, I run like shit, but I get it done. And that's right. when I asked you about that, you were like, you're absolutely doing it right. And that's mm-hmm. what I love, especially for this big event that we're going to talk about. It's, it's about like, I want to, to hurt and I want to sacrifice because every step that I take, you know, I know this sounds kind of weird, but I think to myself, good God, I could have been there with those guys, you know, and, and the sacrifice that he had to make to make that call. So every time I do it, you know, Jason and I were getting into it on the second round with a, the fire hydrant. True story. Um, there's two fire hydrants we had to run to. And I started, I started being a bitch. And Jason looked right over at me. And there, no cameras, no nothing. He said, hey, fucking he would have ran to the other thing. And I just was like, holy fuck. You know, and it just changed my whole mindset. You know, I was, I was being weak for a second. And then thinking about it, you know, the LT dialed me in. So I love what you guys are doing. I know we joke around a lot. And I, I think this is... This is something I, I, this is, I mean, this isn't just in the States. People do this everywhere, don't they? No, it's worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And that's, I just, I think it's so awesome to know such good people that have contributed and helped, you know, with the Murphys and you guys are doing so much stuff. I am proud and we're going to talk about the end of this month, but I am so fucking honored to be a part of this. Um, I'm probably going to hurt myself putting out, you know, because of the competition that's going to be there, but I'm super excited. Yeah. And I mean, let's roll, let's roll into it. So, I mean, it's hard for me to believe that it's been 15 years, um, you know, and, and in honor of the 15 year anniversary. So for those who don't know, uh, June 28th is the day that uh, Marcus and his team with Michael Murphy, uh, Danny Dietz and Matt Axelson went up and did a recon mission in, um, in Afghanistan, and we're overrun by a larger Taliban force, called in a uh, quick reaction force led by Eric Christensen, my boss, and several teammates of mine from our sister platoon and members of SDB 1 and 2, and that helicopter was shot down. We lost uh, 19 individuals total that day. Three, uh, the three SEALs on the ground, Marcus was the only survivor, and then 11 SEALs on the aircraft and eight, uh, eight uh, Army aviation special operations, uh, night stalkers. So devastating loss. I will never forget where I was when that happened and obviously being right there, but obviously it led to this, the Murph challenge being born in this event. And for those who don't, don't know what the Murph is, if some of you listeners out there aren't familiar. So the Murph was done in honor of Michael Murphy, always pushing himself, grinding, it is a one mile run in uh, 20 pounds of body armor. It is 300 air squats, 200 push ups, and 100 pull ups 
all with 20 pound body armor and then another mile run at the end. So all done straight through. Uh, it is a grueling workout and it is an awesome workout and a great tribute. And you guys have partnered with Redcon Gym, one of the biggest gyms out there down Redcon in Boca Raton, one, Florida. Yep. And, uh, and on June 28th, the 15 year anniversary, there's going to be a huge event. And, uh, will you guys tell us how that all came? Yeah, huge. Huge. Will you tell us how that uh, all came to be and who, who all is going to be there? You've got some celebrities. You've got some amazing people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ray, yeah. One-tenth of a movie yeah, star. Yeah. I am one-tenth of a movie star. I told Aaron Singerman, who is the CEO of Redcon One, I am coming. You know what he wrote? Who is this again? <laughs> <laughs> who dis? New phone. New phone. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Delete my number. Delete my number. No, but... <laughs> Give us the rundown. You know, so um, earlier this year, obviously COVID hit and we were all in quarantine. Gyms were shut down everywhere. That really hurt the Murph challenge because what we raise donations for is for the museum and Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy Memorial Scholarship Foundations. And that's through the registrations and official hosts. Official hosts are gyms who you know can register through the Murph challenge and then host their own Murph challenge events. Well, once everyone closed, no one's having events right? Especially by Memorial Day, quarantine is still going on. I mean, gyms here are even still closed. So Florida was one of the first to open up. I immediately reached out to Aaron. And I said, are you interested in hosting a Merv Challenge event since your gym's open? He said, without a doubt. I said, well, we can make this as small as you want. He goes, I don't do anything small. We're going to blow this fucking thing up and make it as big as we possibly can. So we are just so honored to be working with Redcon One. They have been so incredible. Their entire team, uh, Aaron especially, right? I mean, they're going above and beyond to really blow this event out of the water. They're getting Fox News there, the local news. We got Bernie Carrick coming. He's been a great help in getting a lot of people down there for us. Pro athletes, um, the SEAL team, CBS guys are coming out. Tons of Navy SEALs. We invited over 150 Navy SEALs. So they're just a little slow in responding with their RSVPs right now. So <laughs> you guys are a little slow in the administrative side. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're watching... Go ahead and respond, RSVP. Yes, you'll be there. But it's going to be, it's gonna be <laughs> but it's going to be a huge event. We're kicking it off at 8.30 in the morning. Um, it is going to be that first he will be exclusive to just the celebrities, pro athletes, and the military. And then at 11 o'clock, we'll open it up to the general public. We'll have anywhere between 300, 400 registrants. Huge event. We'll have food trucks out there, music, live music. Um, what else? I mean, theater boosts, everything. Yeah, it, it's going to be a great event. We're still working on some of the details now as it comes together, yeah. just because as the, the East Coast seems to be a little more COVID friendly right now. They're opening up a little more loose standards than the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just had restaurants pretty much open, what, two days ago? Some two of them st ago. still aren't even open. But just as, as Sam said, you know, with the Murph Challenge, obviously a lot of uh, smaller gyms, CrossFit gyms, functional fitness gyms, a lot of gyms like that are the ones that host Murph Challenge events. And for those gyms, they usually host them around Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend, or it, like now on, on June 28th for Operation Red Wings Memorial or July 4th weekend. 
But with those gyms being shut down and not be able to host the events, it really did, you know, put a damper on the Murph Challenge for getting the word out there. And it, it's just a good event for most of these gyms, most of these CrossFit gyms, functional fitness gyms. It's, it's a good family event. It's a good building event for their community as well. So for us, it was a, a big letdown to not have a culmination event this year. Right. So when Redcon came on board and said, hey, Florida's going to be open, we should be able to do this. It, it was it was a big relief. So we're definitely very excited to to have guys down there, especially get that, like I said, that core group of Navy SEALs yeah. and other special operators together with a, a lot of, you know, pro military celebrities and athletes and, and just people that just put everything else to the side and just just unite as one group of individuals that are representing and honoring, you know, our fallen brothers from operation. And that's really what we want to make it about is more of a reunion to get guys together and just honor and memorialize those loss on operation red wings. This isn't like you said about a competition. This is not a competition or challenge. It's just about getting out there and putting in a little sweat equity, you know, for Murph and those guys that we did lose. Uh, so we do want to stress that this isn't strict. We just want you to get out there do your absolute best. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. Now, yeah. here's a question. Now, for everybody that's hearing this, right, because we're going to release this, obviously, where can they, how can they register to do this? So what is, what's the links? How do they do this? So again, that first heat is going to be completely private and exclusive. So only if you receive that invite, will you be able to come to that first heat, the second and third heat, when we open it up at 11, you will either be able to register at the door, but Redcon one also has a little Murph challenge tab on their website. They're setting up that registration page this week. So you will be able to register at the Redcon one website for that event on June 28th. Is there an online, can people do it online as part of the event to help raise funds? So if you want to help, you can also go to the MurphChallenge.com and register that way. By registering, you'll get the t-shirt, hat, Murph Challenge patch, and you also get access to our leaderboard. So that way you can share your time on our worldwide leaderboard and compare it to everyone else who's participated. For that event specifically, it will be, that first heat is going to be broadcasted live. It'll be broadcasted on Redcon's website and social media, as well as our social media. So anyone can participate virtually. They nice. will be able to watch, ask questions as we're doing it. Uh, Aaron and myself will be walking around interviewing you guys as you're doing the Murph Challenge, checking in with you, asking questions. So it, it's going to be really exciting, especially for people watching, especially hear your stories, you know, um, and that's really what it's about. I love it. That's yeah, awesome. It's going to be the Raven versus the Steeler. I'm ready. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm excited. I, 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 I don't even know. I'm, I'm just curious since we've been talking about this. What is the uh, what is the fastest time on the Murph that's out there that, that has documented and Legit. they did it correctly? Legit. Yeah. Well, if, if you look as far as you, I, I guess that's a debatable question as well when it comes to who was doing the judging, what were the standards for it? You know, that a lot of guys in, in CrossFit competitions, obviously, you can do kipping pull-ups. You know, it, other guys, well, some people will say, you know, I want to do strict pull-ups versus kipping pull-ups. It makes a big difference. I mean, it does. But if you look in CrossFit competitions, uh, Josh Bridges actually, I believe, has the fastest time. It's just under 35 minutes. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's fast. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's moving. That's awesome. I hate him. I hate his guts. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I if you that. if you get a, if you just Google on the internet like fastest Murph times, there are people on there that you know claim they do it in under thirty minutes. But 
the video is a bit shaky or it's at an angle you can't really see very it's not, well. If it, it's actually if it's not, best, yeah, if it's not verified, it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. So, right. so, so, yeah. all right. So, so definitely, as you know, like doing it in competition, if you watch like the, the, the MRFs that have been done in the CrossFit games, and, and, and everybody knows how Dave Castro is. He's definitely a strickler for, for uh, form and for doing the movements correctly. So def- definitely, if you, if you Google, you got to look at your research and definitely see which ones are legit and which ones aren't. Love it. I love it. All right. So where can uh, people go? And guys, if you've never done the Murph, do it. Just yeah. do it. If if you're a, a do it with a team, maybe you can't do the whole thing. Get a Modify. group of four people together and break it up. Just do it in honor of the event. It's not about, as. Uh, what do you always say? What's your motto? Do more, do less, just do. I love it. Do more, do less, just do. Put me on the spot. Do. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I, I was trying to tee you up. So, uh, but yeah, so guys, uh, let's talk real quickly. Where can you guys be found? Where are, where's your social media handles? Where's your websites? Where can we find the adventures of Mikey and Sambo? Which I got to tell you, sounds a little more racy than it really is, but I'm just (laughs) throwing that out there. The adventures after dark. That's the racy one. So again, you can go to the Murph Challenge to support the Murph Challenge and the Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy Memorial Scholarship Foundation. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures recently of the museum where they just fixed the Trident. Yes, awesome. Awesome. So your money every year, that has what you have helped us to do is do things like that for the museum. So we will be finalizing construction that this year. So again, you can go to the MurphChallenge.com. You can register. You'll get a t-shirt, hat gold patch and the proceeds go to the Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy Memorial Scholarship Foundation and the museum. Um, you can also become an official host just like Redcon. So you can register as official host and then other individuals can sign up underneath you and you'll get that awesome Murph Challenge flag you see there. You'll get a banner and you'll get your name on our website and we'll promote you through our social media which is the Murph Challenge and Forge Clothing. Our personal is that what you're asking? Our personal? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe people, not your personal, yeah, but yeah. I mean your public page. Yeah, yeah, Sam. Let me give yeah, you your Sam, phone what's number. What's your personal number? Give me your phone number. <laughs> my phone number. What's my phone number? Yeah, yeah. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all so, your um, media handles. My Venmo account is this. You can send money here. Does that mean it's Mike's Venmo account? Yeah. <laughs> what's this Venmo you're talking about? <laughs> So we did start an Adventures of Mikey and Sambo page a while ago, and it's it's on YouTube, and it's more just for fun. It was a way for us to share videos of our little vacations and travels and the things we do, our hikes, our scuba diving, our mountain climbing. I know we've done a lot. And, so. and then COVID hit, and then our and our videos were, hey, this is me getting the mail. I'm going to go attempt to get gas yeah. through a uh, protest right now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Of Mikey and Sambo. We've lost our coolest points as of late. <laughs> oh, but you can go to yeah. Adventures of Mikey and Sambo on YouTube. They're pretty love fun. They're fun videos. And what's your Instagram handle? Oh, mine? Yeah. Uh, Samantha underscore R underscore Bonilla. Kind of like. Yeah, you didn't want to give that IG account out. I'm like trying. I'm I'm pulling. I'm I'm working with you. Even Mike's like trying yeah, to page yeah. you. Come on, give us something. And, and what's mine again? Yeah, forget it. Forge Mike. Forge Mike. <laughs> She, she runs my she runs my IG more than I do. So. I love it, guys. If you're not following it. these guys, you live under a rock. You need to follow these guys. They're doing great things, and we are so honored to be a part of this uh, at the end of the month, and so 
so proud to be your friends. We call you friends, even though um, I don't think Mike likes me, but it's okay. <laughs> He's intimidated uh, by your devastating good looks. I know. Look at those cheekbones. Look at that. They hey, this is Ray Cash Kid. Right there. You also did say that. What did you say? At the, something about touching. Touching. I, yeah, I don't know what the I hell. Like that touch one. Yeah, that was terrible. So. I'd like to touch on Sam. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I, I always know when Ray's around when I, I get a mysterious back massage out of nowhere. Like, oh, Ray's in town. Yeah. So. Or that FaceTime call. I need to see those eyes. Let me see those baby. eyes. All right. All right, guys. Well, listen, it's been an amazing show. We are honored to have you guys on. We're going to wrap this up forged. I mean, this this word is such a powerful word, man. It is just so many out there don't know how to push themselves, don't know how to get outside their comfort zone. And and the Murph truly, I mean, you are being forged when you do the Murph. I mean, you really are. I mean, it is not a workout that I don't know anyone out there if you're doing it with body armor that you are not hurting in some way. I mean, the muscles are burning. Mm. You are being yes. forged. Yeah, I, love I just love it. Yeah. I Guys, it. I got nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to go out and run and do fuck Murph right now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Fire it up. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of the Overcome and Conquer Show. I am Jason Overcome Redmond. And I'm Ray Cashcare. And we are out. Boom. Thanks for listening to the Overcome and Conquer Show. Tune in next time. And please remember to subscribe on iTunes. Please visit overcomeandconquer.com.